Welcome to At Home and Abroad with Harrison Walker. Join us each week as we explore the far reaches of the globe in search of unique characters and stories to share. Reach beyond your front door as we uncover new perspectives, intriguing ideas, and lessons learned over time. Let's jump in. The Galapagos are an archipelago of 127 equatorial volcanic islands and islets that straddle the northern and southern hemispheres and are found over 1,000 kilometers off the coast of Ecuador. Home to hundreds of endemic species found nowhere else on the planet, the Galapagos Islands is primarily a national park, a vast marine reserve, and an international ecological treasure. It is also a UNESCO World Heritage Site. Harris has been exploring these Ecuadorian islands for the past several days. Let's hear what she has to say about a destination that tops so many of people's bucket lists. Harris, it's been so long since we've spoken. How are you? Oh, Walker, I am better than I have ever been, I think. So spill the tea, Harris. What can you tell us about where you've been, what you've been up to, and what are you doing now? Well, I just returned to the mainland this afternoon, and I'm actually now in Guayaquil, Ecuador. Though there's internet access on the Galapagos Islands, it's a little unpredictable, so I thought it might be best to wait until I arrive back here in Guayaquil. Guayaquil's Ecuador's second largest city, and it serves as the country's major commercial port. So I hear it's a little dangerous, no? Well, I think any unfamiliar big city can be dangerous, so it is certainly wise to research in advance where tourist safe destinations might be so that you can still do a little sightseeing. Some good advice, too, is don't stand out. So leave that Louis Vuitton fanny pack at home and maybe the glitzy jewelry, too. Guayaquil offers a beautiful malacón or pedestrian area along the Rio Guayas, which is dotted with lush gardens, sculptures, historical monuments, glimpses of its colonial past and modern amusements like a small fair and a Ferris wheel. There's also a very picturesque neighborhood nearby called Las Peñas that spills over a small hill and is overlooked by a lighthouse. We've really enjoyed Guayaquil, but the true beauty and adventure awaits in the Pacific Ocean. Okay, so don't keep us in suspense any longer, Harris. What were the Galapagos Islands like? Many of us have heard of them, but as it is such a remote location, it remains such a dream destination really for most of us. Yeah, well, when I was planning the trip, as you know, I love to do, Walker, I had assumed that you could only visit the islands by boat. But in fact, this is not the case at all. The Galapagos Islands are ecologically unique, and so, as a result, there's a very serious effort to protect them. We underwent a screening in Guayaquil before boarding our aircraft to ensure we weren't carrying any biological material into the ecologically sensitive park. And to my surprise, even the interior of the plane itself was sprayed with an aerosol before we landed, which I assume was to kill creepy crawlies. There was more screening when we landed at the Little Island Airport, and then our hotel guide collected us in a white pickup to take us to the hotel where we would be staying throughout our visit to the Galapagos. So you didn't live aboard a ship the whole time? No, that's something we really didn't want to do. My husband tends to get a little seasick, and we wanted to have a little bit more freedom than what a live-aboard boat offers, and I am so glad we did it this way. Oh, really? I can imagine that a ship might take care of a lot of the planning and logistics, no? Oh, definitely. But our exceptional hostess, Katya, at the Semilla Verde 
planned an exceptional itinerary that had us island hopping every day. There was also the added bonus of living among wild giant tortoises in what I can only describe as a Garden of Eden. Well, that sounds absolutely beautiful. There's truly no words for it. Our room actually looked out over an endemic Scalacia forest where there was also coffee and banana palms growing. And there were migrating monarch butterflies everywhere, dancing about among the little Darwin finches. And in the distance, we could see the ocean and the far off Floriana Island. It was a view you would never, ever get tired of. Well, that sounds idyllic. Did you ever get out to sea or did you mostly do land activities? Well, it was kind of a mixture of both. We had three full days out at sea on the Sea Finch, which is a chartered yacht that included island hikes among the wildlife and then snorkeling. We also had a few land excursions to Tortuga Bay, the Charles Darwin Research Station, the Cloud Forest, lava tunnels, and a ranch that had many wild Galapagos tortoises roaming about. Those tortoises are somewhat of a symbol of the island, aren't they? They really are. We actually had this 95-year-old gentleman tortoise who lived behind the main house on our property, and his name was Oscar. We learned that male tortoises don't become fully mature and ready to start dating until they're 80 years old. Can you believe that? (laughs) They tend to live to be about 130, too. So they do have a good 50 years of good times. They love bananas, guava, and chilling out in puddles. Eight years old. Oh my gosh. So what else did you see? Did you get over your snorkeling fear? I actually did. I was a little nervous our first day out, but this time I brought my own snorkel and mask, which made a huge difference. The very first day we were on Isla Bartolome and we snorkeled with sharks, Galapagos penguins, all manner of beautiful fish, and even sea lions. The underwater world is beyond amazing. I'm kind of hooked now. And just yesterday, I found myself swimming in a shimmering school of sardines. It was like being in the middle of a marine life documentary. It was wild. Wow, that's really fabulous. I can see why the Galapagos are so special now. Yeah, truly. But it even goes far beyond the natural beauty of the islands. The Galapagueños are such friendly people, and the local guides are so knowledgeable, as most of them were were born in the islands. But there are also a few transplants who settled there years ago before immigration became almost impossible. But we met travelers, too, from all over the world, from Norway, Israel, Russia, Germany, England. But it was Mary Beth and Joan, these two American women who themselves have lived and traveled all around the world, who made this experience totally amazing. They happened to arrive the same day we did, and we all just hit it off right away. So we shared all of our adventures together and so, so many laughs. In fact, we're having dinner with them tonight in Guayaquil just before we all head home tomorrow. Oh, that sounds fantastic, Harris. So can you tell me about Charles Darwin's connection to the Galapagos? Sure. Yeah, he visited the island on the HMS Beagle for just five weeks in 1835. And what Darwin learned from his visit to the islands translated into his theory of evolution and most notably natural selection and adaptation. For example, all the tortoises in the Galapagos Islands have one common ancestor, and somehow that ancestor found his or her way across the Pacific Ocean to those distant shores. 
They probably floated there, believe it or not. Apparently, tortoises can go for almost six months without water or food, living on their fat reserves. So as the tortoise population grew out on these islands, they drifted to all the different various islands in the Galapagos, where they adapted to the local environments and evolved into new tortoise species, each with their own different characteristics. And the same kind of applies to iguanas. In fact, the Galapagos is the only place on earth that you can find marine iguanas. Hmm. Well, that's really interesting. It's like evolution is unfolding in front of your eyes there. Yeah, that's perfectly put, actually, Walker. The Galapagos are very proud and protective of these beautiful islands and the variety of ecosystems that exist there. In Puerto Ayora on Santa Cruz Island, I saw this quotation that I had to mention in this postcard. It was painted on this gorgeous mural just on some house in town, and it says... El mundo cambia con nuestro ejemplo, no con nuestro opinión, which means essentially we make change in this world through our actions and not our opinions. And I have to say the Galapagos is an expression of this sentiment. The people living here and the scientists and naturalists from around the world work very hard to preserve the natural beauty of these islands. And what is amazing to me is that it works. It really, really works. It's perhaps one of the only places left where humans live not to dominate and control the natural environment, but rather to support it and ensure that each species thrives. The Galapagos gives me hope, Walker, that we can really make positive change, that we can use green energy, that we can protect our fellow species on this planet and preserve the environment. Wow, that would be a beautiful thing, Harris. Now, bring that hope home. I will. Hasta luego, Walker. I'll see you soon. Thank you for joining us at At Home and Abroad with your hosts, Harrison Walker. Subscribe to follow us each week as we continue the conversation. You can also say hi to us on Instagram at at Harrison Walker. We'd love to hear from you.